All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome in. We are the Bulls Outcast. This isn't quite the stretch for tonight because we had a little delay while Dave and I had to subject ourselves to the Bears game. I am Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John Sabine. We're here to talk about the Bulls' loss to the Clippers this afternoon. Uh, another heartbreaker in L.A. that makes the Bulls 1-3 and three on that four-game road trip. They will now come home, have a couple of days off before taking on the Celtics on Tuesday. Fingers crossed, because the Celtics had their game today postponed for COVID-related reasons. But guys, um, I want to start with Patrick Williams tonight. That kid, career-high 17 points tonight, but the way that we heard him talk about how he watched Kawhi growing up and then guarding him today, two steals on Kawhi today, by the way, and all of the things that we heard him say post-game about what he has done to just absorb information through 11 NBA games this early in his career is truly inspiring. We could, we'll talk about Zach. We'll talk about the 45-point juggernaut. We could talk about his last shot again tonight. But I had to start on a positive note. And tonight, the Rook, P-Dub, out of control. I can't believe what I thought I started with Zach. Respect, first of all. <laughs> I am the most excited about Pat. I thought so. I watched it live. So it, I honestly think we should. It's not crazy to say he played fantastic defense on one of the best players in the world. Like it's it's not because we want it to believe it. Right like, towards the towards the end of the game, he guarded. He was on Kawhi Leonard, and he guarded him very well. That he he had to pass the playoff P. Right, would, like he had to give up the ball. Yeah, Kawhi had a very quiet fourth quarter after going off in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was that was straight up. And they did do some sort. They would sometimes send a man to double every now and then, but it was mostly Patrick Williams, the, the real playoff P. Hopefully, <laughs> and so I just I agree. I agree with you. He is again. He he. We don't worry about him, right? Yeah. No questions. Zero. Zero questions. Just You just are excited every time you see him out there. The comfort level of him this game I thought was super evident. Because, um, you know, I mean, to go from LeBron James to Kawhi Leonard, you know what I mean? That's, that's not an easy task. But for some reason, he handles it so smoothly. Like, it looks easy and simple to him. But Kawhi had that work for him because, obviously, you know, he said, I learned everything from Kawhi. He's like, I grew up just – watching Kawhi, idolizing Kawhi. And Kawhi was like, well, I didn't teach you this. <laughs> you know, I didn't teach you this right here. And he was hitting them with the real things. But the shots he was taking, man, the three-pointers, I, what he hit, like three three-pointers in that first half. Yeah. Um, he was on fire. Like, the mid-range shots, man. Like, you marvel at the mid-range shots that he takes. Totally he, Kawhi, by the way. Totally Kawhi. And he, I, I really, really, truly like the fact he already has his own shot, that one-handed push shot. Uh, where he jumps so high in the air that you can't do anything with it, and he shoots it, and then he never gives up on it. As soon as it goes in the air, he's at the rim. Like, I've noticed that. He's done that several times. Like, whenever shot goes up, he's at the rim, whether it goes in or not, and he's trying to get that offensive rebound. And Matt heard me screaming about it during the Bears uh, broadcast, John, when I went, the way he grabs rebounds. Like, it's violent how he grabs rebounds, and it's like, this is mine when he when he takes a rebound from you, man. So, no, it's, it's nothing but excitement and joy when you talk about Patrick Williams and his ceiling about what he can become in this league. It's uh, it's just 
also crazy to hear a 19 year old talk about, uh, you know, like I, I really loved watching Kawhi when I grew up. It's like, dude, what is Kawhi even like 30 years old? <laughs> <laughs> he was Who in like the these children? 2011 draft, right? Like, right. Kind of like- <laughs> but the other thing, and it plugs into once again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but love Garrett Temple. So the other thing we heard post game is that. Patrick Williams is talking about his three-point shot tonight falling. He was three of five from behind the line. He's like 42% on the season, mm-hmm. pretty strong for a rookie. And he was talking about how he likes to just get up shots after practice with all of his teammates and that some of the vets have been really good working with him, just working on his shot after practice. And in a recent session, post-practice, getting up shots with one Garrett Temple, Temple was teaching Pat Will about – eliminating a one rhythm establishing dribble before his shot once he gets the ball and looks to square up because it you know we've talked about pat williams three-point ball falling but his three-point shot release being a little slow tonight the three threes he made no dribble free shot catch and shoot the two he missed he he did a dribble first it's like Boom! Evidence right there in your face that this rookie is an information sponge and the vets are actually teaching. World mm. of difference from last season. Colossal difference. The coach is okay with the vets, teacher. Yes. It's not <laughs> it's not usurping authority. Mm. Mm. But so I was like, oh, my you got coach. this? Go ahead, my man. I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go do some di- social distancing. as as opposed to the micromanaging bs we had to deal with last year yeah yeah no it's it's so just refreshing and i mean look at the shooting man six of nine you know what i mean everything is in rhythm like you said the two threes he missed that was it like you just told all his three-point shots that's it that's it right there it was three for five that's it good so he doesn't force anything everything comes within the flow of the game and that's what you like so much, man. Like, and then the two steals. I love the steal he had on Kawhi when Kawhi was running the fast break and Pat Williams came up right from behind him and just poked it right out of his hands. That was in the third quarter. That's I mean, that's great stuff. That's that's awareness. That's mm-hmm. constant awareness about what's going on on the floor. He does get lost. And it's it you marvel at it because it's a rookie. You know what I mean? You're like, dude, you're a rookie. You're not supposed to be kind of at this level, you know what I mean, right now, mentally. You know what I mean? Not skill wise, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not supposed to be here. Your IQ usually isn't here right now. Like, it's still things you're figuring out. But it seems like the IQ is there, and he's just come uh, piling stuff and building stuff on his game. And that's even scarier. You know what I mean? Because usually this right here in the mind, you you try to work on last. You're like, okay, your shot's working. Or this never. is great. Soon as you Or never. Or you get more comfortable with it. Okay, but you got to know when to take over. You know what I mean? You got to know when to do this. You got to know when to do that. He got these like, no, I got that part. So show right. me the, the dribble that you told me not, not to take. Like, just show me that. Like, let me get that part down and then we'll we'll move on. That's he's way he's light years ahead of the competition, man. Seriously. I like uh Nishka saying, is it fair that it reminds you of how Kobe studied Jordan, Love idolized it. Jordan, and modeled his game? You know, obviously that is the greatest example of all time, I think, in NBA history of I'm gonna watch this dude. You watch an MJ post-up move and a you know Kobe post-up move you watch the way that they work their bodies against their defenders the way that they release on you know fadeaway jumper it's the same it is a mirror image and yeah 
so far, I think it's, you know, it's not a crazy comparison to make, but you could already see the reason people keep bringing up Kawhi when we're watching this 19-year-old rookie a dozen games into his career is because there are noticeable similarities. I completely agree. And I think it's like, obviously, we do him no, we do him no uh, service by, like, placing that upon his shoulders right now. Right. And LeBron James, after they played the Lakers, said, yeah, that kid's got Kawhi hands. <laughs> I was like, when, he, when, he, when LeBron James, unprompted, brought up the comparison to Kawhi, it truly, it truly felt like one of those moments where, like, the Undertaker raises someone's hand, right. oh. and, and, and you're just like, "Oh, this person's made." Like, Undertaker won, yeah, but but, but this guy won the match. Like, like he he lost the match, but won the night. Like, right. and that's what it, it was like. Well, LeBron James compared to Kawhi, we're not crazy, right? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> like, and so I thought that was like, it felt like that. I was like, did Bulls ownership pay LeBron the, for that? Right. Like, that, right. like you can't <laughs> buy that level of publicity. LeBron right. James, and, you know, it's amazing. Clearly he was he was asked the question about like what was your impression of the Bulls' rookie Pat Will after? So of course he had to respond to it, but, but like, not, like you said, the Kawhi part was unprompted. Yes, and uh, you know the the Kawhi similarities. Our boy seat up saying, "Hey, the coach is okay with him taking mid range shots." Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat Will's release point on his mid range is unblockable and unguardable, and he takes yes. it and knocks it down so confidently. Yeah. And last season, he would have been stuck on the bench for having the tenacity to take a mid-range shot. Yeah, that, he wouldn't that, have been that, on this team. Do you hear me? He wouldn't have been on this team, dog. This this wouldn't have happened. He would have been drafted. Like, it, this wouldn't have gone down this way. So, yeah, I can't even compare him to be, being here last year because I promise you he wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have been here at all. But, Probably guys, not. it's 10 minutes into this podcast, and we have yet to talk about Zachary Jeffrey Levine. Right. Okay. Take a segue, man. I was about to get there. Like, we have to talk about this, man. Yeah, go for it. Because Bulls Twitter, again tonight, is all over the board on do we love Zach? Do we not believe Zach? Do we not love this man? (laughs) Oh, because he missed the one three that was a contested. Kobe White out there lighting the ball on fire half the game. And, and, And. Wendell Carter Williams, who just throws it into the crowd, like, <laughs> yeah, that went Delta over was pretty rough. Like, give me, give like Zach Levine scored forty five. He had ten threes. He was unbelievable. He put the hurt on them. He was the best player out there tonight, bar none. Yeah, and tonight became the sixth player in NBA history. With multiple games with ten or more made threes, and he's a dunker. I saw the list, and it's like Steph has done it fifteen times. Clay, I think, has done it five or six times, and then there are a couple others. Dame, uh, J.R. Smith is on the list because, of course, he is. He's perfect. And Zach Levine, and only Bulls player in history to hit ten or more threes in a game, and he's done it twice. I get that Bulls fans are disappointed that we couldn't close out either of these games against the Lakers and the Clippers. We're Two so model organizations <laughs> in the NBA right now. But we were close. We were in these games. And why were we in these games? Maybe because Zach Levine had 45 points. 45. <laughs> what, what, what did we say coming into this? Uh, I'm getting in my wheel for do right here. What did we say coming into this West Coast trip? What did we say? We thought it would be an embarrassment. We thought that embarrassment – Exactly, John. We you thought canceled the season trapped. type. Yes, <laughs> we're ready to burn everything. Bulls, out, like, Bulls Outcast would have had six episodes, and then we would be like not feeling it. 
yeah, not doing this, like ready to take days off. Like, you know what? This isn't worth it kind of thing. But dude, well, uh, you just wanted to come out with one victory. At least I did. I just wanted to come out with one victory out of this. I came out with much more than that because I came out finding out that this is a basketball team, that this is comp- a competent team. They have confidence now. And not, and I don't want to get off Zach Levine. Like you said, 45 points, also seven rebounds and seven assists. Like, let's go there with that right. also. This dude, that third quarter was the most exciting quarter of Bulls basketball you've seen, and I don't know how long, period. When he and Kawhi went back and forth, that's what you pay to see. That's what you, when you couldn't show up the games, that's what you pay to see. Guys go back and forth and go at each other. The best players on both teams. You hit one, well, I'm hitting one. You hit one, well, I'm going to hit one. And it raised the level of the game that was going on. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what good players, that's what star players do. You've been begging for stars. You've been begging for this. We need this. We need that. We got a guy who gave you 45-77 for the past three games. We were in each game, and he's got the ball to win the game for you. He got you one of those victories. The other ones, he just didn't hit the shot, but it wasn't because he was having bad games or forcing shots. The dude had an amazing time in the West Coast, man. How right. dare you come at this man like this? How and dare I, you? I, you know, our our local, uh, you know, Zach Doubter, T. Foolery in the comments saying, did he get his teammates going? And I'm guessing the line was delivered. Was he going to get going, Thad I, I mean, as, right. And as you mentioned, Dave, he did have seven assists tonight. Um, <laughs> he led the team. Right? Col- no, so Kobe did, did not have a no, Kobe had shooting. 13. Kobe had oh, 13 yeah. assists. 13 Your starting backcourt gave you 20 assists. You had 30 assists as a God, team. I was that on Zach. Dude, and, and Kobe Kobe throws in eight rebounds and nine points also. So he's having an off-day shooting. Let me go ahead and rebound and get assist. That's right. that. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do out there. Kobe almost, had a, almost got triple double but didn't score enough. Right. <laughs> he was one point and two boards shy. You make him to be a facilitator, and then you're like, crazy. but he didn't score. Like you can't have that. You don't say it both ways. Where he didn't score the ball, but then he no, scores the ball. Where he's not facilitating. The on, one man. thing I will say about Zach tonight, and it's a common theme. We've been talking about this for two years, guys. Five turnovers tonight for Zach. Yeah. Not great. You got to bring those numbers down. I think he averaged yeah. almost four turnovers per game on this four-game West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. But you know who else had five turnovers? Kobe White. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing: Zach played 42 minutes. Kobe played 43. We're talking Tibbs, like Tibbs, Tibbs minutes Tibbs, tonight, right? Baby Tibbs, dude. In, in only 27 minutes, your starting center, Wendell Carter Jr., had four turnovers. Dude, I, in, oh. in two-thirds of the minutes, Homeboy he had, had four bad, turnovers. Yeah. Kobe and Zach's five apiece. The bad turnovers second, as a team were bad tonight. The turnovers yeah. as a team have been bad all season long. It's a young yeah. team. They make dumb mistakes. They're careless with the ball. And hopefully that will improve. But yes. to blame tonight on Zach, what are you talking about? Seriously, you weren't even in the game without him, period. You needed him. Every single point he got, you needed He was the best player. And, and he was the best player. Like you, you, it's, 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 not, it's not even that much argue, uh, arguable what John, what John is saying about him being the best one on the court. Because some people can argue Kawhi, of course. Not tonight. But, dude. Kawhi, no, Kawhi, Kawhi went crazy. Yeah, Kawhi went crazy. <laughs> Kawhi had a great. He had 45. But I know. I'm not in disagreement with you, John. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in disagreement with you. Yes, I agree. He was the best player on the floor. And he's going up against a dude who's a top 10 player in the league. Back to back nights, matter of fact. 
He's going, I got LeBron this night. I got Kawhi this night. And I'm shining both of these nights. That's saying something, y'all. Mm-hmm. Seriously, this is what we've been wanting to see. We haven't seen it as a consistent thing. Usually when Zach was putting up these points, it felt forced. It felt we needed we needed to him to hit 14 threes and shoot from half court just to have a chance. This was so in rhythm. Didn't it look smooth? Didn't it look rhythm? You could play music to how he was doing it out there. It was incredible to watch, man. It was so smooth and so easy, man. So, yeah, the rest of the team, and even though they're having a bad night, how many people in double figures, Matt? Like six? They had like six players or something in double figures. Four, that's four or five starters and two off the bench. So. That's crazy. That, that's that's really Donovan. I feel like that's a huge thing that is like completely new and completely positive we can take away from the Billy Donovan era. Like experience mm-hmm. so far is that it, it is equitable with offense. Yeah. 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 Because completely some agree. might say, oh, you know, Zach scores 40 or 50 and we lose a la Bradley Beal and the Wizards over the last couple of years. But it's like – if if on some nights that is what keeps you in the game and the Bulls were in the game, then that's part of the operating system. Some yeah. nights superstar players or star players that can go superstar, supernova, have nights like that where you say that's part of the game plan because we need it. Yeah. With Zach, I feel like when he does that, when he has nights like this and he has 45 points, he has one tough miss at late in the game or a turnover late in the game or Bulls fans just come out of the woodwork in droves <laughs> saying, does he make his teammates better? Did he get the win? No. Hollow points. And I'm like, but they were there. He cut the lead to one with a ridiculous step back three 12 seconds ago. Like, what more do you people want? This is the most successful West Coast road trip in like five years, right? <laughs> Yeah. In terms of like, it was uh, like a one possession game almost every game. Every game. Like, listen to the scores 111, 108, 128, 124, 117, 115, <laughs> 130, 127. You're in every one of these games with scoring. a chance to win. And, and you're a team that doesn't know how to win. See, I think people are forgetting all this all of a sudden. Like, the Bulls just were a team that knew how to win and knew how to put it together and were just injured and stuff like, no, this team don't know how to win. Nobody knew how to win. They're building stuff. And this is part of the building. Like they're learning to walk. You can't expect these dudes to be jumping when they barely are learning to walk. They are just learning how to take a one foot in front of the other. This is a process. So the fact that they're learning how to win and the fact that they're learning to be comfortable with each other and be confident out there. It's the most confident you've ever seen Wendell Carter Jr. in your life. This is the most confident you've ever seen him since he's been on the Bulls. Kobe White out here looking like a facilitator tonight when he's not scoring tonight. Patrick Williams, like we said, he's a rookie out here doing Garrett Temple with 18 and 6. That was amazing. Dude, Denzel Valentine is out here contributing, for God's sakes. What are we talking about? Every, they're getting better, man. And we still don't even have Lowry back. Lowry still ain't even here. And what are you y'all talking about? Like, let that stuff happen first, and then you can get all those complaints. So, they got to build and they got to learn. It's Sunday and it's church with Dave. And Sunday, <laughs> Sunday games are church with Dave. And we just got to take it to church. Thank you. Thank you, Re- thank you, Reverend Watson. You're quite welcome, sir. Collection plate is open. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Michigan uh, said nobody mentions how these four point plays are killing us in both games. The Bulls have given up four four point plays yeah. this season. They what have, is, what is that? They're the Jamal Crawford team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really have. And I will say, like, we're, like, that fourth quarter, you watched our young players make a ton of mistakes. Yeah. And so 
hopefully they learn from it. Like they're young. Right. I, but I think, you know, I am putting faith in the fact that we will start to see differences yes, and we will start to see them close because even this is a noticeable difference. I agree. I, I'm, I'm not saying this as like a, I'm saying as like, they're young. They make mistakes. They, right, they right. won't when they're not young. Yeah. But yeah. I, like the fact that, you know, Dave, you just rattled off the score of these West Coast games. They didn't get blown out in any of these games. No. Not one. And we expected it. Yep. The only one where it looked like a blowout. Portland. They oh, came back from down one. 20 to beat Portland. Guys, we haven't been down 20 since that game. We have yes. not. Is that, that the longest? Is that the longest non-down twenty streak the Bulls have had in three years? <laughs> Honestly, it probably is. Somebody should look into that. I mean, wait, come on, someone look it up. Stat. Yes, you know, and I think some of the players and Donovan himself have been talking about that recently. After some of these games, it's okay. Getting competitive is step one. Having the confidence to feel like you can play with these teams in the NBA, you are on their level. That's step one. Step two is figuring out for a young team how to close these winnable games. Because the Bulls lost a lot of close games last season, but none of them winning even felt within possible, like within a possible realm of reality. We always knew we were going to cough it up. We were going to find a way to lose. When we were watching the Lakers game the other day, when we were watching the Clippers game today, I genuinely thought they had a chance to win. And while it's frustrating that they didn't close either of them, even that belief that they can get to the next step of figuring out how to close these games against quality opponents is hugely different from the past couple of years. Yeah, and that's key of what you're saying, Matt. That key word you're saying is quality. You know what I mean? Like, these are quality opponents. These are some of the best teams in the league, okay? The Lakers. If we're doing this stuff, guys, against, you know, the bottom rung, of teams, right. and then I, I'd feel you. I'd like, be like, okay. We were losing yeah. games like this to, like, Orlando and Charlotte yeah. last season. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You know what I mean? It's we were trying to get out those wins in Buzz City. Charlotte's pretty good. Charlotte's <laughs> pretty good now. No, pretty good now. We, but last year, they weren't. No. You know what I mean? Last year, they were trash. And we were we were worse than trash with that because we were trying to squeak out wins, and they were running us. You know what I'm saying? They were running us. That's the stuff we're talking about. Now we're feeling like, Hey guys, we're not bottom of the league anymore. You know what I mean? Like teams can't go to the club the night before. You know what I mean? They can't go hang out. They can't say, "Yo, man, we're going to the strip club tonight. We're kicking it." You know, we playing the I'm playing the Bulls tomorrow. It's cool. You can't do that no more. You have to actually prepare for this team, man. And that's rare. Like you could kind of see the shock on the Lakers' faces when the Bulls came out there in that first quarter. They were shocked. They yeah. were like, "Dude, what is what is this?" Like, no, we ain't. <laughs> like, what is going on? So. Yeah, it's a process, guys, and a fun one, we, and a fun process. The Bulls have declared bankruptcy, and we're trying to get our credit score back to normal. And you guys are, like, <laughs> mad that we don't have a house yet. And it's like, yo, what is, <laughs> we have a minimum. We're, we're trying to get our minimum payments down. Like, we're refining. Like, we're trying to get our credit score back to so we can rent a car. Right. <laughs> and, and we're doing, we're doing like, we can't be mad at them when they do, the, when they show improvement. Or they're yeah. going yeah. to they're go out and buy jet skis again and relapse like so (laughs) like let's stop yelling at them this is an unmitigated successful road trip there should be a parade for them (laughs) every them. a a matching pair of jet skis though john i mean i mean mean, especially in the midwest (laughs) there's so many lakes there's so many lakes and it's cold (laughs) they're basically snowmobiles 
But um, <laughs> anybody else that you wanted to make note of tonight? We covered Pat Will. We talked uh, obviously plenty about Zach. Mentioned Kobe Temple's effect on the game. Some some nice stuff from Thad and Valentine off the bench. Have, um, there's one thing I want to ask your questions. Yeah, sure. Towards the end of the game, we had Kobe, Denzel, and Zach Levine out there at the same time. We you you can't have three out there, right? You can't do all three. I feel like Kobe, Denzel, and Zach. Why not? Why don't you feel they can do all three? It was the same. It was the same type of dude. You know what I mean? Like it was, a, it was just like red light score, red light score. And I for I think that was, and I think they all played well. This isn't like I don't think it's like one is bad. It's just like mm-hmm. I just felt like it was that combination. I feel like didn't. It's this only it stood out to me towards the end. That's all. I don't know. I don't know if it stood out to you guys. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the last time that we saw Denzel getting late fourth quarter minutes this season. Good for him. Which could be, Come check out uh, you know, uh, the result of where the Bulls are as far as the availability. Because not only do you have these guys, two of whom who have tested positive, and then two more who are at home in Chicago isolating because of uh, contact tracing. Now, on this road trip, you lost Otto Porter Jr., mm-hmm. who was, like, playing bigly important minutes for you. Um, yeah. And, you know, so obviously, I mentioned the 40-plus minute nights for Kobe and Zach. Temple inserted into the starting lineup 36 minutes for him tonight. Pat Will played a career-high 36 tonight. And your bench was 25 for Thad, only 11 for Gafford, 20 for Valentine. Um, and Makoka played less than a minute. So the, they're running out of bodies, which is like a yeah. thing that's happening across the league. And Donovan has said it's something we'll just have to deal with this season. Yeah. And not that Matt brings up a great point. Like the Clips were playing everyone. Right. And the game was close. Like right. They were healthy, fully healthy. It's still important, guys, that Lowry Markinen is not there. <laughs> that's still a very important detail. Okay. I, don't, I think. People are just looking and excited, and rightfully so, about just ball movement and the competency and just how good this team looks. Right. But adding somebody like Lowry in there who's in your starting lineup, adding him in there will help your team, and you will look much better in these games you might actually win. You know, like lanes will open up a little bit more for Zach Levine because you just can't double on him because whether you uh, respect Laurie's shot or not, it's still a threat. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's a super threat this year because he's shooting 50% from the three-point line. Right. So it's a super threat. You you can't just lag off of him or you will pay. So that's important. It's an important key piece that is that we got to see because we got to see him and Wendell play together. We got to know that that can work because Wendell is now comfortable right now because he has room to move. I, and I want to know if it can be that with Lowry in the game with him because that's how, that's how it's going to have to be. So I need to know that it can work that way first. And all, and like you said, Kobe and, and Zach, we, we see their chemistry getting tighter. And you've seen Pat Will will fit with anyone. It doesn't mm. matter who he's in there with. And Garrett Temple is kind of the same way. So, yeah, and even in the fourth quarter, like maybe Thad isn't playing as much when, when Lowry gets back. Maybe Lowry's playing that five in the fourth. We don't know. But it's a lot of things you can do with him. And it's something that you're missing when he's not on the floor. And, and God, you should be really excited <laughs> that you got this stuff coming back, man. You should be excited about this. You just you just said Pat Will's name again, and I had I, I had a thought in my head. I was like, I want to I want to like start writing love poetry about that kid. Like I I that's the level of excitement I have. 
about that kid who just fits everywhere. God, I, I loved his game tonight. I loved watching him. It was awesome. It was fun. It was fun to watch, man. He was he's a special ball player for real. Do you think we get our game against the Clippers on Tuesday, gentlemen? Uh, yeah. Oh, the Celtics. Oh, Celtics. Or, I'm sorry, the Celtics. No, they canceled the Sixers Celtics today, right? They did. Uh, I mean, uh, Heat, Heat Celtics. Heat. Heat. Heat Celtics is what mm-hmm. it was was postponed. Yeah, I dude. We, I, and I appreciate that the NBA is realizing that their best shot at having the season was not doing the boat bubble over again because that was crazy and over the top and expensive. And while they are sending some G League teams to do the bubble thing this year, it's smaller, it's less of a scale. And they said, we're going to just have to try. Because of their uh, extremely strict rules about contact tracing, safety and protocols, regardless of positive tests or just inconclusive tests or guys who are exposed to teammates or other people in their lives who have tested positive, availability on rosters is getting wiped out mm-hmm. across the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy to think that, like, we, we watched NFL wildcard weekend just now. I didn't think the NFL was going to make it that far. I know. I <laughs> truly did not. So I don't know where it goes from here, but the Bulls might be experiencing their first, uh, you know, dose of COVID reality in the new NBA season um, I don't as th- we get closer to that tip-off on Tuesday. I don't think the NBA thought that COVID, that we would still be handling this when they looked at other countries. I think this is I, – I think the NBA shouldn't be, like, not held liable, but I do think they envisioned a different – oh, look, how, look at other countries. Well, like it, it was only a couple of months ago when the old season ended and they started making plans for this season. And yeah. a couple of months ago, it was pretty evident that our country sucked at dealing. With yeah, but the the, the the big spikes happened after Thanksgiving, and I don't think we thought that was we didn't, we, th- we didn't think it would you know surpass April. You know, well, yeah, John, people had to go home and kill grandma. So you know, I mean, like, we forgot that. This, I mean, I mean, we're learning a lot about our. You know, <laughs> this isn't who we are. It's, I mean, who we are. Yeah, I um, think it's pretty much who we are. I would lo- let's. Celtics, let's get. I mean, like every team now, it's like it really. This weekend, it felt like the time that it hit that it affected every team. Like three starters out, three starters out, three starters out, everywhere across Good. the board. That that mm-hmm. Sixer starting lineup from the other day was Maxley. Maxley, <laughs> Dallas. He's from Dallas, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, speaking of, your 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 Mavs are dealing with a little bit of COVID scare right now. Yeah, uh, and I I proposed the possibility to John that he hadn't thought of that. It could have been from the Bulls because the Bulls and Mavs yeah, played each other that? on the third. He texted me. Goes, he texted me. Were both positive. He goes, do you think that it was – they got it from the Bulls? And I was like, I do now. <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't think I did. Why did you say that? Uh, Why did you say but that? Yeah, I'm, I, hope, I hope there's games and I hope people are healthy. And I think they're being cautious. I think it's like people are sitting just for protocol. And so hopefully it's nothing. And thank you for the tip so much, Nikisha. Thank you. That's really nice. <laughs> Appreciate that. And and I mean if the Bulls and Celtics are able to play Tuesday night and and we hope they are, I think it's safe to say that the Celtics will be without Jason Tatum for that game, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, you just look at the games we had against the Lakers and Clippers, came up short, yes, but we got so them. competitive. World beaters. You look at the Celtics, you're like, we can beat that team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the key of what this West Coast Conference trip did. It gave you confidence that you can be on the floor with these teams because right. those are the best teams and you hung with all of them. And so now you're like coming back home, like we've got confidence now. We know we can play with these teams. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch this, man. Dave, thanks for shouting out the West Coast Conference. No one talks about that conference. 
Santa really nobody. There, no one oh, except man. you, John. All I mean, day. The of people do, but that's <laughs> what else they got. Oh my lord. Well, uh, you know, hopefully the Bulls can get back in the win column on Tuesday. Hopefully that game is played. All the confidence in the world with this team after that four-game trip. It feels a lot better than one and three. It truly, truly does. It's just Absolutely. like, hey, we're we're actually enjoying watching Bulls games again as fans, which yeah. we, we couldn't say that really at any point last season. Um, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks to those of you who also hung out with me and Dave for that atrocity of a Bears game. Thankfully, there's Nickelodeon over. Well, know what that means? All the more focus in this city and these fans revolving around the Bulls and believing in them and their new direction uh, and some of these talented young kids. So hopefully we'll be back on Tuesday for the stretch four uh, Bulls Celtics. Appreciate the tips. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Zach Levine, haters and doubters, go suck an egg. 45-7-7 seven, seven. for Big Dave and John. He's I'm Matt. Thanks for watching the Bulls Outcast.